Welcome back to the Risk Report. This is episode number 60. Hell yeah. Thank you to all those that are tuning in. I'm seeing that each episode is getting more and more plays. <coughs> so I want to say shout out, huge thank you to all those that are supporting and tuning into the podcast. Uh, excuse me. Sipping some wine on this Thursday. A little Thirsty Thursday podcast for you guys. Um, whew. It's getting to that time of year already, right? It's getting to that time of year. Already uh, stresses of work getting to you. <laughs> no, honestly, work's been fantastic. The toughest part about work is dealing with certain children, right? Certain kids that are at that age, man, where they just do not care. They do not care. And they don't want to do anything. And, you know, probably a mix of things from home and to to school. And you know how you were at that age, right? 14, 12. Um, but yeah, it seems like every kid's got severe ATD. <laughs> um, so learning how to deal with them. Learning how to act with them is definitely something that I'm probably always going to keep learning how to do every day I go to work. Um, but other than that, man, it's been good. It's been good. I just came back from Orlando this weekend too. Um, and I did the podcast a disservice because I should have totally brought up my two microphones and held a couple podcasts up there. There's some uh, musicians and artists that I wanted to do some with up there. There's buddies that just in their professional field. I wanted to get their uh, them in the in the podcast and just even homies with crazy life experiences and life advice. Um, I want to get them on. So I did a disservice to you guys by not bringing the microphones up, but now I know. And the whole time, as soon as I got up there, I was like, "Fuck, man! I should have totally brought the mics." <clears throat> I didn't think about it. Because I, I left like right after the school. I just drove up because I was even closer from, from school. Instead of going back down south, I just went straight up north. And I didn't think about having my microphones. A, because I don't want to have my microphones in my hot-ass car all day, right? So next time I'll make some accommodations where, you know, maybe I, I bring the mics up or something and uh, keep them in the classroom or something. So, so it don't get fucking cold. Maybe I'll do a podcast with the kids. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Do a little mock podcast. <clears throat> um, yeah, but the but other than that, man, it was great to see like homies, you know, my homies that I grew up with, with at that time, right? Like I was a twelve year old kid hanging out with these kids up there. So, just the the difference, you know, it's crazy what what another fourteen years will do to you, right? from 14 to 28, right? It's crazy. It really is. Uh, how much life changes, right? Every fucking year. Every fucking year life changes. And uh, I've just been reflecting a lot, right? I've been reflecting a lot about about that, where I'm at, and uh, direction-wise. So shout out to Influence Studios as well. Um, Influence Studios, I believe, I'm not going to go ahead and say that they're open just yet, but I saw how they were treating the place and, and building the new room. And so I got to hit up Lorenzo. I got to hit up Aaron 
and we got to see because I think they're up and going up in Del Rey now. So going to try and get in in the session uh, this either this weekend or next week. You know what I mean? Um, totally down to record some of this new shit I got. I've just been on. I don't know what, just, just, I just sit, I come home, I work on something, you know, whether it's a painting or whether it's a beat. And then I just start fucking writing, man. Start writing to that. Similar to the painting in the sense that you got a fucking layer, right? Layer after layer after layer, right? You come, you come off with an idea and you start building on top of that idea. And it was really interesting seeing my homie, Chris Scalco, shout out to Chris Scalco and shout out to Mike Scalco franchise and scalco right uh those are their artist names um yeah we we got together we linked up and god bless him you know because i hit him up the day before or the night before literally and i was like yo seeing if you guys wanted to fucking meet up and make some music right as as long as i'm up here i'm down to link up and make music and uh they were busy that first night but then we got it we got it the next day in the afternoon ish and we kicked it. We made a couple beats. We made two beats, um, Chris and I, mo- mostly Chris, especially when we went for, um, uh, to his place. When we got to his place and we started cooking up the second beat, man, I mean, I just let him do his thing. He just absolutely murdered this beat, dude. Um, he really is becoming such a musical genius, man. And it was very impressive to me to see um, now it's a little more like I, I know what he can do. Right. So it's not as, as like surprising. Right. But it's still insanely impressive. Um, but for me, it's, it's awesome because he's the first person who recorded me. And at the time, neither of us had any, uh, real music experience. I mean, he, he's a little older. I think he was 16. I was like 14 or yeah, 14. And uh, so he had a couple more years of practicing stuff and recording and making beats, but he was the first person to record me. And at at the time, he was just a rapper. He was just a a writer, a singer, right? Not even really singing yet, like how he's singing now. And then he really just, just fucking embraced it. And 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 you know what it is, people, people like that artists, you know, that are blessed enough to find their creative outlet. those people are like, they make a commitment. You make a commitment and that's what you're going to do. So this person, he made a full commitment. He learned every fucking instrument, right? He learned drums, he learned bass, he learned guitar, and he learned uh, piano. And he learned how to sing, right? And so he fully immersed himself, has been polishing himself for these last 10, 12 years, and to see him work is just honestly it's awesome it's it's impressive it's impressive and so we got together we we he made that beat we wrote and we got that shit recorded so i think they wanted to play around with their verses and re-record their verses and stuff but as far as my end i wrote the hook i wrote my verse i'm good to go whenever they want to drop it drop it you know what i mean um but yeah it's it's just it was a good time that was, you know, uh, I, I got to meet my, my, one of my best friends, his first son, right? His first kid. And it's the, it's the first kid out of the real close homies, you know? I mean, obviously I've had friends that have had babies and this and that, but like out of the real, real, real close homies of day one, you know, type of cat, um, I've known him since we were 11, right? So, 
So see me and little baby John and little baby John, he loved me, dude. And little baby was like laughing, laughing, tickling my mustache and stuff. He was funny. Um, so that was that was awesome. Um, just all around good vibes up there, right? It was it was um, it was good to be up there and just kind of just have fun, just explain was doing stuff that I wanted to do and and yeah, it was just good. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know how to describe it, really. Seeing that, like seeing my buddy uh, and his baby and, and all that, it's its its truly a blessing, right? You see that, and, you know, I think his brother looked at me when the baby started crying, when he was like, I think they woke him up from a nap or something, baby's crying, there's another baby crying, like, and he, he looks over to me and he's like, his brother is like really makes you reconsider having a baby, right? Like not ha- not wanting to have a baby because they're all fucking screaming. But um, but no, man, quite the opposite. You know what I mean? I see, I see how cool of an experience that is, and the responsibility is is <laughs> immense. Um, I think that's what deters me the most: is responsibility, financial, you know, all of that. All of that, but as far as life and what you what I'd want to do with life is, yeah, I'd definitely like to have a family at some point, you know, um, and share that experience, you know, and 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 raise a son or a daughter, you know, raise a son or a daughter. But little life goals, right? Little life goals, and if it happens, it happens. I've said it before, you know, that if I don't have kids, it's okay because I've hopefully influenced enough kids to either skate or pick up a paintbrush or a microphone or whatever, dude, you know, as long as I influence somebody out there. Right. And, um, through what I'm doing, I suppose I have more of a probability of that happening, happening. Right. But yeah, man, uh, fucking baby was dope. Lil John, right? Yeah. Lil John was fucking dope. And, um, Recording the song was great. Uh, what what else did I want to say about that? Recording the song. Yeah, you get into like this zone, especially when it's like somebody you've worked with before and, and uh, you know what I mean, that comfort. So if I could take you through it, it's basically, you know, Scalco comes, he starts making the beat, Chris starts making the beat, and I'm like, wow, this fucking sounded fire. And then I'm giving him little like, oh, you should do an octave higher or an octave lower. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm giving him a little different like, from my ear, like kind of playing with him. And then I just start writing his brother, Mike's writing. And, uh, and, and, you know, he's like playing it over, making this and adding these strings. And it just, it sounded like, and it was kind of like an Eminem track, like from the 2005 era, but, but it was even, it was much more than that. Right. It was just, but it had that, like the strings, that, that hard song, man, that hard knocks, but soulful shit. And so he's cooking that up, you know, chefing up a beat. And um, and we just start writing quietly, right? <laughs> Beats playing over and over and over. It's on loop for fucking probably 30 minutes. We're just writing, not saying a goddamn word to each other. Finding the flows. Finding the flows. And then about those 20 minutes pass by and uh, we kind of check up. We all look up from our phones and we're like, uh, so where are we at? Where are you at? And so 
we we each take a turn rapping our verses. And what's incredible about when you do something like that, and I had a similar experience with Six Cardinal on this one song that we recorded about two months ago, a month and a half ago, um, is that that same experience of listening to the beat over and over again, sitting there on our phones quietly and just like in our own heads, making up flows, making up rhymes. And then, and then when we show it to each other, it's on point with what most of the time with what the song, whatever the song is about to become, it's both on point. You have your own styles, you say your own words, you have your own delivery, but somehow it's, it's, it's unified in its central theme, if that makes sense, without having spoken a word to each other. You know, it just kind of, it kind of, and when you write the good vert, the good hook, it kind of just cohesively comes together. It sticks like glue. And so that was another one of those experiences working with, you know, the Scalcos. It's like similar of just getting to it and then this magic happening, you know, and, and we've, we said it jokingly, but at the same time, we're honest. You know, we're being honest. It's professional. We get in there, we fucking do it. It's professional. We recorded it. It's professional, right? We're, we're at this point. We've become professionals at it. Um, some more so than others, right? Scalco's making money, fucking performing it every night. So, um, yeah, it's just fantastic to see, and it's good to see my homies up there you know, that, that are doing their own thing as well, just in life. Right. My buddy who's, who's just had the baby, he's a lawyer. Um, his brother, I had a great conversation with his brother and his brother's actually a salesman for the Navy. (laughs) He's like doing sales for the Navy. Um, a year younger than me, he's 26. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's, you know, had great conversations with him and, and happy to see where he's at and, you know, uh, my buddy Chris, the, the, he's a roofer, and you know, with him, it was it was like seeing. You know, he's he's the one that I want on for like life advice because this guy's had like the hard knocks, right? This guy really has had the hard knocks life, and he's overcome it, and he's risen above it. And he's like this kind of like this sage that you meet at the bars, right? Like this young sage that you meet at the bars, where he'll he'll give you life advice, the best life advice, you know? And so, but I tried to give him some life advice too. And and when we were up there, you know, and I wish him the best. I know he's going to be good because he's such a strong overcoming person, you know? Um, And he's got a lot of things good going for him. You know, I think he's just at the bar too much. That's my opinion. So reaching out to him, it's like, Hey, man, Maybe start doing something else a little bit than this fucking bar, right? But hey, that's what he likes to do, right? Um, it might even be coming off as judgy, right? And then even on these podcasts, maybe I'm just coming off as a little judgy and shit. Maybe I am. But uh, it's also from a place of concern, you know? Like these are people I love. And um, yeah, I'm no fucking saint either. But, you know... I, I like I see things, you know, I think as we get older, you start to see that there's things that correlate to happiness and sadness and anguish and despair and other loads of emotion, right? But to put it simply, either depression or just being stable and this and that. And 
you know, loving oneself is critical, critical to being stable and to not leaning towards the depressive side, you know, loving oneself enough to kick yourself in the ass to get shit going and, and, and not have excuses for trying to become better just a little bit every day. And I say this, you know, with the kids, man, with the kids that I'm fucking teaching all the time, it's the same, it's the same thing every day. Guys, you're just working at it a little bit better every day. That's it. All I need is effort. Show me effort. Just fucking try. That's it. That's all I want. Try. Try. You failed. No, you fucked up. No problem. You know? The kids, you know, they're getting their progress reports. And the kids that are that are just more on the on the bad side, they don't like to do things. They get up in the middle of class. They stand around. They talk the whole fucking time. 20 minutes, they're still standing up. Class has started. We're in, in 20 minutes. They're still standing up being assholes. You know? Then they ask me, why do I have a 50 in my fucking <laughs> progress report? Dude, because I gave you four days for your final drawing. And I and I only saw you draw the last day or the last day and a half, right? The person who got a, a hundred, he was drawing all four days. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking, right? Effort. And it's the same thing with life, right? You You have to have the voice inside of your head to go, dude, you need to get this done, right? And similar to my buddies who are artists and me having a conversation with Scalco, Chris Scalco was, you know, you have to have that drive. No one else is going to fucking tell you what to do. Yeah, you got your jobs that because you have a hierarchy, you need to go there or you do things because you're on the lower end of the totem pole. But at the end of the day, you're the one who gets up, wakes yourself up to go to work or do whatever it is you got to do. Right. So it's got to be that same voice to push you to do things when you don't want to go. Look, I've been going to the gym at five in the fucking morning. Right. Five, five thirty. You think I want to get up at five thirty in the morning? Fucking drive my ass over to the gym, work out, come back, get ready and go to work. You think I want to fucking do that? Hell no. Hell no. I do it because I have to. I do it because I'm pushing myself to do it. Because I want to be a little bit better, a little bit stronger. Right? I don't like I also don't like waking up half an hour before I got to go to work and then driving up and I feel too tired. So I like to give myself some time to wake up. But still, I don't want to wake up at 5 in the morning. There's some days where I'll just lay there and I'll just be like, "Fuck, man." And I'll have the battle. I'll have the battle in my head. Should I do it? Should I just go later after after school? I'll just go later after school. No, don't be a pussy. You know, I have this fucking battle to push myself to do it. And look, and if I didn't have that, if I didn't have that internal monologue within myself, I wouldn't have gotten half or even a quarter of the shit that I've gotten done in my life. Hundreds of songs. Countless of drawings and paintings, right? I'm I'm filling up books of drawings that I've been doing in the past couple months, right? And I'm filling up full binders. Um, I'm pushing myself to do it. Every day you got to do it. Every day. Just try it once or twice or three times a day. 
And that's it. That's how you fucking get better. Right? You got to push yourself to do that. And so I I correlate, you know, when you don't have that internal monologue or your internal monologue is is drowned out possibly by something else like addiction, right? Really addiction. When you have the voice of addiction, and I can attest to this. I'm no fucking sane either. I have a battle with uh, uh, cigarettes. I have a battle, constant battle. I can drop them. I can let them go. I can smoke, you know, today and then tomorrow not smoke for the next month. And I would be fine. I wouldn't fucking be freaking out. But I have this mental battle where sometimes if things are going stressful in my life, I'll just pick up a pack. I know it's there. Right? I have that battle. I know the battles of addiction. I'm no fucking saint either. But there's certain things that definitely correlate to not being so happy. And I I am starting to see as I'm older that alcohol doesn't fucking help. Not most people. Right? It brings that that voice of addiction versus the voice of it's it's like your it's like your good and bad angel, right? You got your little devil angel, you got your your angel angel, right? On each shoulder. And it's like that. Which one are you feeding more? Right? It's probably good to have a balance. Keeps you protected. But when one gets a little overfed than the other, then that's gonna be your dominating voice for your life. And so when I see that with the people I care about and love, I can only all I can do is talk to them. Express my concern, my worry. Most of the times it's like it comes off wrong or something or they get defensive or or they think I'm just judging them. And it's not judging. It's I care about you. Right? And I've had the some people, you know, hey, you know, you should really stop the smoking cigarettes and this and that and, you know, and and I appreciate where they're coming from. And I know I could probably be like, I, I shrug it off. I don't get defensive. I shrug it off. Yeah, no, no, I can't, I could quit at any time. No, it's fine. Right. But it's hard, right? It's hard that someone can express the concern and the other person just not, you know, just be like, that's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get that. I get it on both ends. So all you can do, I think, is just express it. Express it to the people you love and let them know that you love them. And not make them feel like it's an intervention unless they really fucking need an intervention. But make it seem more as like, uh, hey, you got this. Just, you know, don't deviate from your plan. Find your plan. Find your true plan. You know? Find what it is you're meant to do. Because at the end of the day, we're all going to die. Hey, we all got an expiration date. Right? It's not like... You could be the healthiest fucking person on the planet. You could step outside, get hit by a bus if you're not, if you're not, you know, careful enough, right? So you never fucking know. But what I'm saying is more of like a take care of your your mental, take care of your emotions, and yeah, certain physical things have effects on that, right? Just as in doing something active will have the effect of clearing out your mind and and <clears throat> making you a happier, stronger person. Not at first. 
At first, you're going to fucking hate your life. You know what I mean? This is horrible. This sucks. This is pushing yourself, right? Because you're going to have that other angel, that other little devil talking to you like, dude, this sucks. You should go to the bar. Fuck it. Nah, dude, we should smoke a cigarette after this, right? You got that internal battle. And so, yeah, the it's same thing with the with the things that I'm teaching, the skills that I'm teaching. You got to do it every day, even when it sucks, even when it sucks. That's what I do, right? Still, I'm starting to draw way more. I draw now, and if it's shit, and if I'm not liking where it's going, I fucking stick with it until I think it's finished enough for me to move on. Right, or I'll move on. Whatever. Some are some are different than others, but a thing I teach with the kids is when I'm when we're drawing specifically what we see. It's don't worry about it looking good right now. Don't worry about it looking fucking perfect right now. It's not going to look perfect. What you got to do is you got to find your marks, look at it, look at what it is you're trying to study. Break it down into the shapes that it is. Lightly, lightly start making your marks and leaving your shapes. And don't worry about how it's looking right now. You can erase it or go over it. And once you have that, then you can start adding your detail. So that's almost very similar. Crazy, crazy that that this is what I teach every day. And, And I haven't thought about it in this particular manner. But now I'm relating it to life, right? Find what it is that's making you unhappy, right? Find what it is that's bringing you down. And you don't have to fix it right away. You can't expect it to come out perfect right away. You need to break it down into what is that? What is that shape that I'm seeing? What is this issue that I'm having? Break it down into fundamental shapes, pieces, things that are digestible. How about that? Into a form that's digestible. What is it that's going on? What is it that I'm feeling? What is it in my life that is around that's causing me to come down? And once you have that, now you can start to deal detail it. Now you can start to work at it. It's not gonna look perfect, especially the first time trying, it's not gonna come out perfect, right? You're gonna have to try it again and try it again and try it again until you really start getting it. So, Thirsty Thursday. Nice little nice little bit of wine and it's a rainy afternoon. I'm out here giving metaphysical life advice. <laughs> it's probably shit anyways. That's okay. Um, what else? Any news? Should I do some of the news just for the old times' sake? Um, Let's see what we got here. A lot of okay. Here's another thing I'm seeing. Actor Logan. This is this just happened two hours ago. Actor Logan Williams died of accidental fentanyl overdose. I don't know who Logan Williams is. That's pretty sad. Let's see the Flash for his roles in the Flash and When Calls the Heart. Um, unintentional illicit drug toxicity, fentanyl. His death was classified accidental. And just a couple days ago, similar thing happened with a comedian. Actually, it was four comedians, right? 
Three of them died. One of them survived. And fentanyl overdose. Fentanyl particularly laced in cocaine. And this is to all those people out here that do like to be out in the party scene and do like to drink and do go to the bars heavy. All you guys that are dealing with all this stuff that I'm already talking about. And really, what it really is, I think it's it's dealing on the sides of mental health a little bit. But all these guys that party, lots of them, lots of them, use that illicit substance as well, right? They use the cocaine. And I am seeing a large, large case of the fentanyl overdose. Happened to Mac Miller. Happened to all these artists, right? Little peep. But those were taking bars or something, right? Yeah, dude. I'm scared. I'm scared for you guys, right? Really, because to me, it's like, why is that even worth it? Right? You have no idea who you're buying that shit from. Right? You or you might know the guy. How the fuck did he get it? Right? This is where we got to start breaking these things down into the shapes of what it is. What is this? Why do I need this? Is it worth it for me to even fuck with? Right? And I'm going to reach out to those people that I know that personally they do that when they grow out because they're adults and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to reach out. I'm just going to express my concern. Hey, this is what's been going on. I want you guys to be vigilant about this. I'm sure they've seen the little news and shit here and there. But just as a point to reach out, right? Because that shit is no joke, man. The the last one was literally a couple days ago, and it was four comedians overdosed. Three of them died on cocaine that was mixed with fentanyl. Horrible. Not even worth it. For what? For what? To stay up a couple hours and talk all night? For what? You know what I mean? To keep it going, to keep the party going. That's where That's where it's crazy, right? At some point, the party is done. At some point, the party is done. But people continue partying, right? Or they they attempt to keep partying. But really, what you're doing is just, I don't even know, right? It's It's, aside from the obvious health concerns, your heart, your liver, right? Aside from the long-term damage, right? Because when we think long-term, it's like, I still got a lease on this. I'll be all right. When we think about take off the long-term, I'm talking about the short-term. The short-term is your fucking mind. The short-term is that voice in your head. And which voice you're feeding particularly. And now that I'm getting older, I see that those things have tremendous effects on our minds. Even though... You might not feel them from the next day or this day to that day or even a week of it. But you start to see it. You start to see it, right? You, If you're observing enough with life, and maybe I'm lucky, dude. Maybe I'm lucky I'm different and artists are lucky and different in the sense that they can shut the fuck up for a second and sit and think, right? And look around and, and digest the world, right? Maybe I'm lucky in the sense that maybe art has even given me that. To just be able to sit and look at something and draw it, right? 
So to be able to be observant enough to look at these things and, and kind of realize like this does not really end in the best scenario, you know? And look, it could even be something as like simple as like you might just not even want to hang out with the person because of how they are when they're on that stuff. And then it could turn into, yeah, more of a more of an issue. Maybe they had a run in with the hospital or with the law or, you know, you know, it's just I want people to be the best they can be. And look, the world is what it is. It's a yin and yang. And there's a fucking huge gray in the middle, right? Huge puddle of gray in the middle. <clears throat> Bad things happen. Bad things happen, you know? And, and not everybody might be destined for good things. Maybe that's what it is. But I'd like to think that everybody could at least attempt to be the best they could be. Not perfect, but the best you could be in your own style. And look, I get that there's people that can do things and and still be productive members of society, right? But are you a productive member to your own fucking temple, right? Are you a productive member to your own mind? Is this how you want to live life? That's all I'm getting at, right? That's all I'm getting at is to those people that I'm seeing is... is and it's not even like I'm judging. I'm not judging here. If anything, I'm fucking empathetic. If anything, I really feel like you're going through something and that you need to figure something else out, right? Down here, there's a lot of these addiction programs. A lot of uh, a lot of people from all over the states come down to the same area <laughs> to get treated for addiction. And then you got a ton of addictive people all together talking about all their experiences and they just want to go out and do more right there's and especially the the scene so god bless them maybe some of these rehabs their hearts in the right place not all of them some 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 just take your money probably and just spit you back out into this crazy infested you know addicted society that we got down here um but there are some programs that are really good and particularly some of them have you do either active things or things that occupy your time, occupy your passion, your hobby. So there's music ones. And how I got, you know, one of my buddies, my one of my buddies, he came down here like that. And I think that's how he started making music. If I'm not mistaken, I'm going to have him on the podcast. I was supposed to meet with him this week. So I'll hit him up, see if he wants to do something this weekend. Um, but I'm pretty sure that's how he started making music. He got sent down for some. He was a young kid. Got sent down, and I think he was just into into drinking and stuff. And and um, he found music. He found playing guitar through it. And then I remember him. I'm meeting him because where we worked, he worked at the same place. And then he went away, or he moved, or I don't know what. He stopped working there, and. Um, and then I remember seeing him a couple years after that, and he was this amazing guitar player, just incredible guitar player. And now he's got his own band. He plays down here a lot. He's been playing for the past couple years in in a couple different bands, and now he's just dropping his first EP. Right? 
his first album that he's working on, that it's all produced by him. I think it's him singing. It's his music. It's him, right? It's him. Packaged. You can listen to it. Um, but incredible how something can fill the void. Something can completely change your life. Have you meet insane amounts of new people? Have you take you in directions that you didn't really think you would go? But it's the place that you're supposed to go. And so I guess I'm just con- uh, voicing my concern for society out there, right? The, the the society that I'm around, the things that I'm around. Um, and like I said, I'm no saint either, right? It's not like I'm gonna I'm sitting here on a moral high horse and I'm talking down to you peasants right this is coming from a place of like i get it i've been around it for so long i've been around it for the last 10 years when can we start progressing that's what i'm getting at when can we hold ourselves to a higher standard right and look i'm not no fucking party nazi or something like that like by all means if people that's what they want to do do it you know but I guess know yourself enough. That's all it is, right? Know yourself enough. Um, But yeah, it's sad to see. The fentanyl overdoses and all that shit, dude, it's just, I feel like it could be avoided because it's not even worth it, right? It's not even worth it. Um, Let's see. Let's look around here. What else we got? Just, I don't know, man. My news is all fucking crazy. It's, uh, it's fighting, it's deaths, it's, maybe I shouldn't read the news anymore (laughs) on, on the podcast, or I gotta go to some other fucking news, because I'm not even seeing anything cool at all. No. Not at all. It's almost like we've hit a fucking limbo, some sort of limbo, or what else do you uh, what else do you call it? it? Starts with a P. Purgatory. Hit some purgatory where you just get the same shit just repackaged over and over and over, and we're just stuck in the loop, right? The Matrix loop. Um. Yeah, unbelievable. And I've been looking at moving up there too. I've been looking at moving up to uh, maybe West Palm or Lake Worth, right? Maybe move right by the skate park if I can move somewhere. And maybe like a change of scenery, you know, would be good. Just start surrounding myself with different things, right? Um, But still continue to do what I do. Just really kind of, I mean, and really uh, the way I think about it, and I've been thinking about it lately, it's like almost the the most the more time I can have alone and by myself, the more shit I could get done. That's it, you know. And when I started making this music, it became not just the music, but when I when I really knew 
that art was what I was going to continue to make always. I decided that that's what I'm going to do until I die. And I got to do as much of it until I die. Right? That'll be my legacy. So if I'm in a if I'm in a position where I'm in my own spot and uh and it's and it's far removed from far enough removed to where I I'm, I'm not going to go be tempted to go anywhere else every day. I'm just going to go from work to home to the gym and blah 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 to the skate park and just be in my own confines um and really have that voice in my head of pushing me of well got to paint. Well Got to draw. Oh, got to go skate. Oh, got to make beats. Got to record. Got to write a song. Just constantly, constantly. Even if it's shit, right? Even if it's shit. (laughs) Just keep working at it. Keep creating. Keep creating. Keep creating. That's what I feel like I have to do. Have to. Because no matter what all I've been saying in this podcast... Even if I live till I'm 99, I still got to do the same thing. Because you never know, I could not live till I'm 99. And shout out to my fucking grandfather, who is turning 100 years old in 10 days, on September 20th. 100 years old he's turning. So I'm going to have to call him, put him on speakerphone, and put a megaphone and talk out of the megaphone just so he could hear me. (laughs) Um, Dude, it's incredible. For him to be, think about that, 100 years old, that fucking guy. And he was working on farms. He worked on sugarcane plantations most of his life. Had six children. He was around before people started flying back and forth in planes, really. Seriously. Seriously. I don't think he went on a plane till he was like 70 years old. Seriously. I mean, how old is this guy? This guy is 100 years old. He was born in 1921. 1921, bro. The more I think about it, every time it just gets wilder and wilder. And my parents, God bless them, they are so concerned with the with the coronavirus and the COVID and getting other people sick and themselves sick, and they're they're damn right terrified about it. And they were like, "Yeah, we just might not go because of the COVID and all this, and you know, and." We don't want to maybe give it to him. I'm like, he's a hundred. He's going to turn a hundred years old. He's going to turn a hundred years old. You cannot miss that. You cannot miss that. You don't turn a hundred every fucking day. So, you know, they, I convinced them and they're, they're going to go. I think they're going to go for a weekend and see him. And they invited me to go. They invited to buy me the ticket. I mean, I work. I could maybe take the day off or something and come back that day. But, um, yeah, man. I'd love to go. That'd be crazy. But we'll see. We'll see. I'll think about it. Actually, I can't because I have to watch. She's going on a trip. And I have to watch the dogs. So there's that.
All right, so let's see what happened around 1921. <laughs> he was born in September of 1921. Let's see what was happening in September of 1921. All right. Uh, well, they had a Miss America contest. Uh, okay. When he was born, right before he was born, White Castle Hamburger Restaurant opened in Kansas. The foundation of the world's first fast food chain. Um, oh, my gosh. The founding machine. Um, just things were happening in Germany, it seemed like. Nine members of the Borough Council of Poplar London were arrested. Um, September seemed like a chill year in 1921, except the Opau explosion in a nitrate factory in Opau, Germany. Five to six hundred people were killed. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, I want to know, like, what were the key main things in 1921 that happened? National Fascist Party was founded in Italy. Jesus. Oh, my God. 1921, um, November, after speech by Adolf Hitler in Munich, members of the Sturm, Sturm, uh, I don't even want to say it, Sturm, um, Teleung, brown shirts, physically assaulted his opposition. He got them all riled up enough to go beat their ass. Yeah. I mean, wild shit was going on, man. It wasn't no... You know I mean? No no AC. When was AC invented? Seriously. You, human beings, you take it for granted. All it looks like AC was invented in 1902. I was fucking wrong. I tell you what. He did not have AC, though. No, he did not. Puerto Ricans didn't get AC till about 1980. <laughs> uh, we still got that fucking 1980 AC, right? We ain't got no central. Um, God, what else, dude? Commercial flights. When was that invented? 1920s. So just as commercial air travel began, he was born. Yeah, that's insane. That's crazy to think about. TV. When was TV invented? He wasn't around then yet. 1927. This man was seven years old when it, when television was invented. <laughs> Incredible. A hundred years old. Look, I could live to while I'm a hundred, maybe. It's in my genes, hopefully. Um, but regardless, I got to do what I can do and leave some dope-ass shit behind. That's it. That's it. That's what my life's about. And to those that I care about and those people that are around me and, and, and that have influenced me to do that, and and you guys don't even know how inadvertently you may have influenced me to create something. I'm just saying I care about you. Watch out what you do. We're starting to get older. This shit catches up to us. So take care of yourself as much as you have the control over to take care of yourself. You know? When it's our time, it's our time. All right? Peace out and much love, motherfuckers. Till the next time. Peace.
roll away as soon as the trumpets play Get past your redundant face to make for better days That's why I'm burning hella haze to get past this hellish maze A tale of slaves brought forth to the Caribbean Just working with all the cards I'm healing The signs revealed and the times concealed in the solar rays I'm leaving y'all so amazed I got a demon's gaze I went and pushed the angel off my shoulder blade Finding solace when I burn the sage Seems like my pain will never fade I used to want to be a hero, wear a cape just to save the day Now I waste away at a job just to get my pay The sun is shining but my eyes are grey I guess I gotta find a taste for the darkness I'm in order so I have to pave my way I dream even though I don't sleep I lay awake I want to change the world but I do it at my own pace Cause right now your girl is lounging in my place And she wanna give me face And she wanna give me face Sorry that's my demon talking, hope these angels watching, because all my demons haunt me. Honestly, they are exhausting When you dancing with the devil There's no proceed with caution Sex, drugs, rock and roll All I ever wanted I can't say that it didn't come without a warning But if you want to be a rock star Prepare for riding through the storm Then I'm waking up every morning I'm coughing The fire that I have inside is scorching The way that I've been morphing